How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me, as usual, is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling. And Leonard, how was your St. Patrick's Day weekend? Well, I was in a play, as you know. So it name? was pretty much full. We did go out after the play with all the drunks. Because by the time we got out Friday night, it was like after 10. It was like 10, 1030. So everyone was already pretty blottoed. Yeah. By the time we got to the bars. And then we went out again Saturday. But had the at the time of this recording, I've done the first two performances of the play that I am in, the play that goes wrong in Coshocton, Ohio, the Footlight, uh, Coshocton Footlight Players, the Triple Ox Theater. And uh, we've got, um, and we added uh, another show because we were selling out. That's awesome. So April 1st, we're doing two shows, a 2.30 and a 7.30. Oh, that'll be a double header there. So that'll, yeah, that'd be a yeah, lot we, for you. We, we're excited for it, uh, but uh, one of our guys said afterwards we're just going to uh, complain about how stupid we are, about agreeing to do two, two well, in one day. It, it, you've, you've obviously uh, had a lot of fun doing it. I wish I could be there to see it, um, mm -hmm. but uh, I wish you the best of luck in all your performances. And uh, we should add, if you haven't caught our mini interview with sam houston you should check that out should say our leonard did the interview from the uh glory days bash in chillicothe and mm -hmm. that video is available we're going to talk to sam uh for a longer period of time at some point um but we're very proud to of the fact that we have uh our very first interview for everybody out there so. yes yes and when we talked that sam gave us a thumbs up and we're going to hopefully when things settle down for me, we're going to try to do, do him in April. And again, we've talked about some of the other guys that I was able to talk with and maybe have some other things coming up uh, as well. And the contest at the time of this recording is still open. I would be honest, I've had no entries, but we do know who the guy is. Yes. Thanks to friend of the show, Ronnie, who I don't know if he's eligible to win or not. Well, yeah. So, like, he is. Did he? Does he expect the package? I don't think. I don't. I don't know if he. I don't think he wants it. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I don't know. I if he is our only. How about, how about this? If nobody else enters, guess what? He's getting it. That's I'll give it to him if, if he's the only entry. But he did text us. He didn't email, but he texted us with with the not only the name but all the background on who the dude is. That's true, and you know, if he doesn't want it then we're not only going to give it to him anyway, but we're going to send autographed pictures of each other. Um, As well to him, yes. the package, so he has that. Yes. Something to look forward to. Um, so this week, we are returning to our Fever Dreams series. And I want to say it's about two to three months since we did the last one. It was right We did one for New Year's, and I don't think we've done one since New Year's. So yeah. this can be first. Well, I know you titled it something, but it can be... I March did. Madness, but it's not March Madness. Yeah, you know, man, I should have thought of that. Being that mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, just now having the spring season started, I titled this one Spring Stomp Switcheroo um, because you'll find out the switcheroo part here in a second. But if this is your first time tuning in for any of our Fever Dreams episodes, they're very relaxed. They're a lot of fun. Basically, we take random names of female talent, male talent, stables tag teams managers belts gimmick matches we put them in random generator and a random generator website and based on matches that we've assembled we debate whatever random names come up and we basically just talk about it we've been doing it for a while now 
we have um, a heavy a FDW heavyweight Universal Galaxy champion, something to that effect. Anyway, uh, Fever Dreams Wrestling. That is Bruno Sammartino. He is our champion. Um, our tag team champions currently are Team Hell No of Kane and Daniel Bryan. And right now, our women's title is vacated. I don't know if Leonard remembers that at all. But I do it, not. It is vacated. We just we had a dispute at one point, didn't we, over a couple ladies? Yes, that's why it's vacated. We'll get okay. there. Um, and we have a random belt champion, and that would be the um, AWA champion, I believe, is Dynamite Kid. Yes. And he is using his ability to turn that belt in for a title shot against our champion, Bruno Sammartino. Yes, so, if I remember right, was that, a T, was that a TNA thing where you could turn in your belt? Maybe. Did they do that there? I think that was a thing, like you could turn in the exhibition title for a, for a, or the, you could turn in a lesser belt to get like a TNA title shot. I want to say that was a thing. That you might be right, and I'm sure it wasn't a consistent thing, knowing them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so the switcheroo part of the title, uh, Spring Stomp Switcheroo, uh, could be called Spring Squash switcheroo leonard i don't know whatever you think's best but uh more importantly um we're doing the main events first on our card that is the switcheroo part we are going to be doing all the big matches first for you and uh then we will bring... i didn't get that i thought you were just doing the old style list of like if you saw a poster the poster would have the 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 main event match at top and then it would go down Oh, yeah. No, we're going to... So what you sent me, I thought, was just poster style. Oh, okay. Well, that... Yeah, I can see where you'd be confused. Mm -hmm. But we are doing our championship match right away, Leonard. We're okay. getting right into it. It is Bruno Sammartino versus Dynamite Kid. And it is a spin-the-wheel-make-the-deal match. I know, Leonard, you have to be excited about this. Am I right? Yeah, I am a huge fan of the spin-the-wheel-make-the-deal gimmick. Uh, I believe I have used it in uh, my own fantasy booking before. I don't remember specifically how that came up, you know, how that came about when I did do that, who won that. But of course, for those of you who don't know, I believe that was only used, well, WWE revived it uh, a while back. But yeah, uh, yeah, originally it was only used uh, twice in WCW for Halloween Havoc. One was a coal miner's glove match between Sting and Vader, and the other was Vader and uh, uh, Cactus Jack. And and yeah. I don't remember what that, that was, I think it was, was it, was it Penfall's Town anywhere? Or it might've been it, Texas Death. It might've been Texas Death, but it was, it was a, a, a more uh, meaty, we'll say, uh, gimmick right. than the coal miner's glove. Right, yeah, that the coal miner's glove was a bad idea. So um, as previously mentioned, we have a whole list of gimmick matches, a lot longer than what I put on this particular spin the wheel concept. But uh, I decided since it was Bruno versus Dynamite Kid, these should be gimmicks that were available when these two were wrestling. And maybe yeah. more. So, the hyper, so I, I would say if you consider Dynamite and, and Bruno when they cross paths, we're talking about early 80s. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I. I Instead of doing our random name generator website, I did one of those uh, actual sites that show you a wheel. Mm -hmm. I'll put the display up for everybody so you can see at this point what won. 
but um, I will list the gimmicks that I put on there. I put six gimmicks on there. Iron Man, two out of three falls, submission, empty arena, steel cage, and strap match. And Leonard, it will be a submission match. Okay. I'm surprised that you did not put Coal Miner's Glove on there. I think that's just standard. I think that should always be on the wheel. Yeah, yeah it should just be there. Um, I was afraid that was going to get selected, um, actually. But uh, mm -hmm. so this will be a submission match. So that is the random part of this particular match. It is the gimmick attached. We already know who the participants are. So I don't know, Leonard. I don't think this is as easy as it sounds now with the gimmick. But you go ahead. Show, tell me what you think. Well, I mean, both of these guys, this is a great gimmick, I think, for both these guys. I mean, they're both really solid technical wrestlers. Uh, both have done, you know, some submissions. I think I, you may be surprised. I think Bruno uh, has more, more submission in his basket than Dynamite does, or at least as, as, as knowing as finishers. You know, Dynamite Kid usually used the flying headbutt or the falling headbutt um, as a finisher. Oh, or other things. I'm not sure what his uh, uh, submission coup de gras was that he liked. But I know Bruno used the bear hug a lot. I know Bruno used uh, a crab. I know that Bruno um, an abdominal stretch. I've, I mean, if you name an old school finisher, I know you could probably find an example of Bruno using it. So the fact that Bruno is bigger, so he's got more, more while Dynamite might have more stamina, and of course Bruno could wrestle for a very long time. I think the fact that Bruno is bigger and stronger, and I think, believe it or not, has at least a larger base of of uh, submission holds, at least that we have seen from him. Right. I am going to go Bruno San Martino. I think he is going to use his size and power advantage to club him down, work the lower back, and probably go for and and if, and if the bear hug don't work, he's going to go for the crab. But I think it's going to be a lower back submission focus for Bruno San Martino. So yeah, so you mentioned um, submissions holds that we know. So yes, and when it comes to U.S. matches, Dynamite Kid didn't use as many submission holds. But if you do, if you look at his work in Japan, he used some of those submission holds that you know back then were just not used, like you know some of those uh, stretch bow and arrow type submission moves that were just crazy to look at that nobody yeah. really submitted to but they really look interesting in the ring so like that's the type of stuff that he would use over there but i agree with you i think that the the thing that makes this different is the size of bruno and let me just say even though this is our first match it's our main event which is on first but mm -hmm. i think that this would be a great match i really really do yeah, yeah if it were a straight up match i think it would be good but based on the fact that it's submission I think that this would be really good. I think that these, the styles of both these guys would complement each other if you're getting a more prime Bruno. Now, if you're getting like older Bruno, this might this match might be a little bit tougher to get off. But you know, Bruno is still pretty good. If you look at the Zabisco feud in '80, you know '80 '81, he could still go. If you're talking yeah. more like '85 or so, but if you're and, and again, I think Mitchell on Dynamite, he was a lot smaller before '85 oh, '86 yeah. when he when he Got on the juice from everything everyone has ever said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you're talking even an early 80s, 81, 82 Bruno, 80 to say, let's say 80, 83 Bruno versus 80, 83 Dynamite, even an older Bruno, I think has an advantage against a greener, skinnier Dynamite. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, you know what? I think that this would be a really good MSG main event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. They, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think with Bruno's size, I think it would be hard for Dynamite to have a submission hold be as effective as he would want it to be. Mm-hmm. So, I think this would be a very long match. I mean, yeah. it's an opener, but I could see it going co- co- close to an hour. I mean, it's a match like this, we're talking old school rules, we probably have a 60 minute time limit. Yeah, and and I could see this going a, more than a half hour at least, probably close to forty five fifty minutes. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, so that means Bruno retains. Yes. And our next match is also we know who the participants are. It would mm-hmm. be the champions of Team Hell No, Daniel Bryan and Kane, against the Mega Powers Foundation of Randall Poffo and Terrence Balea with. Their new manager, Elizabeth Hewlett. <laughs> <That's> oh, <yeah. laughs> Come well, on. I yeah. want her dressed like Alexander York. I want her in the business suit with like her hair in a bun and the glasses. I want very, her dressed like Alexander York. Very anti Elizabeth t- style uh, clothing, I would say. It has to yes. be. Yes. That's why I want, I want her dressed. And I want her to have the laptop. Yes, absolutely. And um, so this match stems from the last Fever Dreams we had, which was a gauntlet match. Uh, Mega Powers Foundation were the champions. They lasted through three tag teams, but uh, Team Hell No defeated them based on the fact that they were tired and out of it. So we have this rematch here, and there will be a gimmick attached, which Leonard has drawn. I have drawn, and I and I like the fact that it's kind of opposite of our first gimmick, which was technical. Barbed wire ropes, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well... That's interesting, isn't it? I don't mm-hmm. know if any of the, well, maybe Kane somewhere along the line, but I don't think any of these guys have been in a match like that. Um, Kane maybe has had some stuff with barbed wire. I Definitely not ropes. I would have remembered that. Yeah. But well, like I, a barbed wire wrapped two by four or, or something. Right, right. Probably, you know, when he was dealing with Foley and things like that. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if, if if WWE ever did barbed wire ropes, it would have been years ago. Yeah, well, you know what? I think I think the Mega, Founder, Mega Powers Foundation, I think they get these title belts back. Um, the fact that we're... It, so, if you look at it from a logical point of view, say Savage and Daniel Bryan are tied together and they're kind of... Maybe they cancel each other out. This comes down to Hogan, excuse me, um, and Kane. If Randy Savage and Daniel Bryan are, you know, going against each other through most of this match, and they let's say they cancel each other out, it comes down to Hogan and Kane. And Hogan made a name for himself being the, you know, the giant killer when he was in his peak. So Hogan wins that match all day tack on the fact that they have a manager at ringside. Now she might get involved based on the fact that it's barbed wire ropes, but she's there. So conceivably she could get involved. Um, so I think the mega powers foundation win these belts back Leonard. Well, I, I dispute that Elizabeth never got involved ever. That's true, but she's a heel now. Yeah, but well, she was a heel in WC. Well, I guess she did get involved when she was working for flair and Luger. Yeah, she didn't. She used to spray people in the eyes with like hairspray. She did get involved a few times. Yeah, I just had mace. I think she used to mace people. Yeah, I think she used to do that. So yeah, she so she did get involved as a heel. I'll grant you that. 
Um, I think you're right on who it would come down to. I like the idea of, of, of Daniel Bryan uh, or Brian Daniels and whoever he is uh, against uh, Poffo. Uh, I think they. I think they go to the ropes. I think they're they're killing themselves. They're bleeding. Yeah. I think I think Macho does 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 that that neck drop thing he does on Brian oh. over the barbed wire. That would be brutal. He's gonna do it though. He's totally yeah. gonna do it. And then you just get Hogan and Kane slugging it out yeah. in the middle of the ring. Now I do believe that Kane is probably I would call the most hardcore. Yeah. With air quotes of the four guys who we have here. But as the heels. As you mentioned, they do have some sort of a, of a manager on the outside. Uh, considering the, the barbed wire, considering, you know, Hogan's going to say, hey, a double job doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> I think I, I th- as much as I would like to give a slight advantage to, to Kane for being more hardcore, I agree with you that the mega powers would win the belts back, giving Team Hell No a very, very brief uh, title run. All right, well, you know, we'll have to see. Maybe this will be a trilogy. Who knows? Um, so we are going to move on to our female title match, FDW women's title. And in our last Fever Dreams, it was a fatal four-way, and Leonard and I both picked different people. Uh, one of us picked Sherry Martell. That was me, and Leonard picked Awesome Kong. And yes. at the same time, Dr. Britt Baker dmd won a number one contenders match so we made this a triple threat sherry martell versus dr Britt baker versus awesome kong so this also has a gimmick attached too many gimmicks on the night i think or we got (laughs) too stacked too stacked this is spring stomp leonard come on now okay (laughs) all right so we have a gimmick it is ready. It is going to be a graveyard match. Oh, so it's Awesome Kong versus Britt Baker versus Sensational Sherry in a graveyard match. That's right. So is that is that the the Undertaker AJ Styles cinematic graveyard match? I'm all right with that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a strictly buried alive match. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was the other the other version I could think of would be a buried alive. And then Sting and Vampiro have a graveyard match. That yeah, that's probably where this gimmick came from. Uh, they all they had a graveyard match. So okay, so it's a match in a graveyard. Um, okay, I gotta ask you, what are the rules? Do you have to do you have to physically bury your opponents, or do you are you pinning them? How do you win? Well, base the AJ Styles Undertaker match basically ended with AJ being buried alive, right? Yes, yes. I don't remember the Van- the Vampiro Sting match. No, I don't remember that one as much either. No, no, no. So let's so, say you have to, you have to. So this, so you have to bury both of your opponents yeah. uh, to win. Not the same grave. It can be two separate graves. I think that's fine. So you're saying both people. This is not a standard triple threat. Both people have to be buried. It has to be one person left. Yes, I want it. It, I, it has to be Ultimate Survivor. It's a graveyard. I think we know who's winning this now. But go ahead, Leonard. I'm going awesome Kong. Yeah, how can you go with anybody else? Who? I, I'm sorry. I love Dr. Britt Baker, but I cannot see her burying two people. <laughs> and, right, and Sherry is a, is conniving. I, and, and you know, I think I think Sherry could bury Britt. 
Yes. I think she tricks Brit or jumps out somewhere, smashes it in her head, the tombstone. I think that happens. Yeah. Or the only other thing I could think of would be if Sherry and, and Brit make a pact and they go both go after Kong. But even if that happens, I think Kong I think Kong probably lays them both out together, throws them both in the same grave, and buries both of them together. Yeah. So I so I given that see we've said this before stipulations can make a huge huge difference and here I think this is a stipulation that heavily favors the the big the brutal the badass awesome call I agree so that means she is our new FDW women's champion mm-hmm. so let's move on to our next match which is. Well, it's going to feature three people. It's another triple threat. El Dandy, who won one of our uh, dark matches last time we did this. Yeah. Uh, Holy Ray, who won another one of our dark matches last time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have another random person drawn by Leonard. And this will be mm-hmm. for a new belt since the AWA title belt held mm-hmm. by Dynamite Kid is no longer, well, no longer being used. Technically, it could come up again. Yeah, it could come up again. He has just relinquished it. So technically, it could it could recycle. That's right. Yeah. So, Leonard, so I've got the third person. Why don't you tell people who the who the next who the other guy is? Chris Adonis. Okay. So that's Chris Masters after he left WWF. Uh, so that would be Indie Circuit slash TNA Chris Masters, known as Chris Adonis. They will be fighting over the Smoky Mountain U.S. Junior Heavyweight Championship. So, See, considering considering what the belt is, I want to give it to El Dandy. <laughs> because he's, of the three dudes, he's the most junior dude. That's true. That's true. But would he win in this triple threat? I don't, he's the most high flyer. He's the That's fastest. True. He's the most agile. I think he would use his speed and his quickness and his agility against the other two. This is Chris Adonis. This is not peak Chris Masters. This is not. No, no. I don't. I was about to say this is Chris Masters off the gas, but yeah. I think out of WWE, he might have gassed more. I don't know. I don't know what. what I don't you know. know. Uh, so this is, this is of course, kind of an older, lesser Chris Masters. Bully Ray, I think, is the best version of Bubba Ray, especially as a singles competitor. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to let you talk and try to sway <laughs> me one way or the other. Well, I mean, you're right in that El Dandy is the most junior of these three guys. Um, I mean, Bubba Ray is probably the best. If this were a one-on-one match, I might yeah. go with him right away. But with the Chris Donis factor being there, I feel like, you know, it might be a heel versus heel, um, ego versus ego match between him and Bully Ray. So maybe we have El Dandy getting the quick cover here, Leonard. That's what I see. What do you think? Quick cover by El Dandy. I think that I, I think that that Bully Ray and Adonis just go at it. I think El Dandy just kind of lays back. And after somebody gets taken out, he swoops in for a quick cover or a quick roll up on the other guy. I like I like giving the win to El Dandy. Who are you to dealt El, El Dandy? Not us. That's true. That's true. And now he uh he has a belt, which <laughs> technically he could trade in against a Bruno shot. That's <laughs> 
That's not an MSG main event. Bruno's, I no, that's like Providence, Rhode Island. Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a house show, right? Well, that's I don't a know. house show, in Burlington, Vermont. Burlington, Vermont. Yeah. Well, try to name all these little WWF Northeast towns that they, you know, would run maybe every six months. So, our next match is tag team number one contenders match. Right. We have two random teams and we have managers now the two teams are drawn by me and that will be the hollywood blondes versus the elite so the elite is three guys so based on the fact that it's the elite and not the young bucks it would be kenny omega and somebody else so let's just say it's kenny omega and nick jackson of the elite against the Hollywood Blondes, so. Okay, and I swear to God, this was at random. We did not know, we did not collude this, okay? So the Hollywood Blondes get Jimmy Hart. Okay. And the Elite's got Jim Cornette. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Two Two of the best tag team managers that you can have. But the fact that Jim Cornette hates the Elite and would probably help the Hollywood Blondes to cheat. So, yeah, you're kind of answering answering the debate already. And um, yeah. let me just say, without the managers, to me, this would be an absolutely phenomenal fire of a match, in my opinion. Like, I would love to see these teams go against each other. I think it would be great. Um, Jimmy Hart, if it was a manager that didn't care either way about the elite i would say this this would be a tougher debate to go with i like it would be tough to decide who would win this in in my opinion um but based on the fact that the elite are managed by jim Cornette, who can't stand either of them i i would have to go with the hollywood blondes here i would also say the hollywood blondes are the more natural tag team against omega and nick that's true. Um, That's true. You know, again, they work together. They know each other. But if it was the Jacksons and the Hollywood Blondes, and and we know I'm no big fan of of the Young Bucks, but I but I would think that would be a really really good match. That would be, um, that would be tougher too. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. But 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 given that it's Omega and and Nick. And given the fact that their own manager is going to try to sabotage them. That's kind of the thing question. because you know the the elite just lost the trios uh titles um so i mean they did have title gold uh, you know but at the same time we're talking jim Cornette. jim Cornette's taking that tennis racket to the back of kenny omega's head for sure right yeah and even if it was even if it was flipped even if they had Hart and the other team had Cornette, Cornette's gonna going to go out of his way to murder the other (laughs) side i mean Cornette is a deciding factor no matter who he is with here i think yeah. So I, I I think we have to go with the Hollywood Blondes. But the, hey, weren't the Hollywood Blondes our our champs at one point? Isn't that who the um the Mega Powers Foundation take the belts off of? Uh, that's what makes this interesting. They were a part of the title picture before, I believe. I'm pretty sure they were the champs at yeah. one point, or they maybe were in a match for the main event. I have to go back and look, but uh, they're back at it again. Later. Hey, the cream always rises to the top. Later. That's right, and and the fact that we have consistent booking, I like it. We're, we get yeah. yeah, Hollywood Blondes. That's right. So our next match 
is going to be a stable triple threat match. What chaos this will be. And Leonard has give, get gotten uh, the stables drawn. Who are our three stables? Okay, our three stables, and and I don't know what how you want to do. I limited it to four, four and four and four. Some of the stables had more people. Some of the stables had less. So, okay. but to be honest, this should have been if this was just the one stable versus the other stable, much better. But we have the click, oh, who I who I've noted as Diesel, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Yeah, or Hunter Hearst Helmsley still at this at the period where the click were together. Versus the corporation. <laughs> so we have Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Big Boss Man and The Rock. And then we have the Matt Hardy Empire, which was another name for the Matt Hardy family office. And I decided they will be represented by Matt Hardy, Butcher, Blade, and Angelico. Yeah, they're not winning. No, they're not winning. I like this better if it was... It was just the the the, I, the the click versus the corporation, but your thoughts? I don't see how the click can't win. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And, like that's and, almost unfair, right? Yeah, and the next the next person down because I thought about not including Shane since Vince was in there would have been Ken Shamrock, but I don't know, like like on the list of like because they all kind of joined at one time, but um, you know even still I don't see how you can't see the click winning. And I didn't look up because weren't there other members of the clique? Wasn't Aldo Montoya Portuguese man of war? He might have been. I don't know. Um, who was just incredible, I think, was their buddy. Of course, one, two, three kid. Right. So who was joining Vince and Shane again? It's Big Boss Man and The Rock. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's because you have Vince and Shane. Um, I, I just, I don't see the click, like there's too much talent on that side. And I, I would love to personally, I would love to see a, uh, like a Vince or a Shane versus Matt Hardy match. I, I think that that would be fun to see. But, uh, yes. Yes. Like crazy, crazy Matt Hardy. I think uh deleted Matt Hardy. I think that would be a lot of fun, especially him and Shane just like trying to murder each other. That'd be great. So yeah, I see the click winning. Yeah, I go I go click as well. Even if you would mix up like there's other people who you could throw in there, but like the corporation got Gerald Briscoe, Pat Patterson, Sergeant Slaughter. Like like the corporation sucked. It had a lot of suck in it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so and the Matt Hardy, Isaiah Kennedy's a member, and just some other names I don't really know because I don't really do AEW. So I kind of went right. with the names there that I knew. The bunny is also in there. I I, th I think uh, the bunny versus Kevin Nash is a main event. A female versus Kevin Nash. That's that would be yeah, interesting. Yeah. To see. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Def definitely. All uh, right. So yeah, the click gets that. No problem. All right. So our second to last match is a women's fatal four way number one contender match, and in this case, Leonard will draw two names, and I will draw two names. My two names are Stephanie McMahon and the TNA version of Gail Kim. You know what would be funny if we had the same names? We've talked about that before. Yeah. But we don't. I've got Bianca Belair and Naomi. Interesting, interesting. So I think that the fun match of this foursome is Bianca Belair and Gail Kim. Yeah. Uh, that would be a fun match to see. Um, based just on athleticism, I would have to say Bianca Belair 
just based on her status right now, she's been champ for a while and uh, she has power and speed and she, you know, she kind of has it all. If we're inserting politics into it, uh, Stephanie McMahon will win this all day. But uh, I'm kind of leaning towards Bianca Belair. Leonard, what do you think? Well, you know, Stephanie is not married to either of us who run the the Nitty Gritty Wrestling Federation. So we're not married to her, I guess, however you want to put it. So um, I don't think she has a lot of clout with with us. (laughs) Um, You know, I I like Gail Kim a lot. and, And believe it or not, I do think she's underrated, I think. Because she bounced around a lot, I think I right. think maybe it might be a reason why people don't really give her as much kudos as as she deserves. But yeah, I agree with you on Bianca Belair. You know, Gail Kim is from the past generation, and even though she's great, this current generation of women I just think are more all around better better workers than women who have come before. Though there's a few different, you know, some who are and some who aren't. But especially right. someone with Belair, you mentioned her athleticism. I think her speed, her strength. Um, her overall talent um and i think she's continuing to even improve even even now i, I think the only thing i don't like about bianca belair is the long hair braid because right. if, if i was say managing gail cam i would like you just you rip her hair out of her friggin' head right like that's you just whip her around right by the braid is exactly what i would do i find the braid stupid yeah but other I- than that I really like, I really do like Bianca, and I would go with her. But I think this does come down to her and Gail Kim um, in, 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 in the finals. What Naomi and Stephanie are knocked out outside or whatever you, you will on that. But, yeah, I will go with Bianca, but I think her and Gail Kim is the match you want. Yep, I agree. So our last match of the night, well, unless we do a dark match, um, it will be the men's six-pack challenge. And it will be a number one contenders match as well. I have drawn three names and Leonard has drawn three names. And my names are actually interesting considering who our champion is. Okay, so, my names are random and weird. Okay. So the names I have are Dick Murdoch, Vern Gagne, and Sergeant Slaughter, the face version of Sergeant Slaughter. Wait, so so like uh, uh, G.I. Joe Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. All right, I got nine one one, Ole Anderson, okay, and Tim Storm. Tim Storm, well, it doesn't get more random than that. Yeah, um, I personally would like to see an Ole Dick Murdoch match. Mm-hmm. We have, we see, it's weird because because we've got basically like four very old school dudes. Tim yeah. Storm, who wrestles very old school, he does. And, and then, like, 911, who was just this ECW lackey that just choke slammed people. Right. <laughs> well, so I guess it just depends. I mean, you have six guys, so there's not a lot of rules. I mean, if there were rules inserted here, I would say Vern Gagne is clearly like a, mm-hmm. a top guy in the match. It, but it was Vern Dick Murdoch, and who was your third dude? Sergeant Slaughter. Hard face slaughter, right? You know what? You know what? I would like to see Tim Storm and Sergeant Slaughter. That's, I think that's underrated. I think that's an underrated match. <laughs> we got to save some of these for our next show. Yeah, I, I think I think I want I want Tim I want Tim Storm and and, and uh, Sergeant Slaughter like in a in a in a gimmick match. So then we have when then we'll have Oli and Dick Murdoch in a 
with a gimmick attached maybe next time as well. Okay. So then that comes down to 911 against Vern Gagne. <laughs> well, 911, I mean again, he he I mean, he could just choke slam. Poor Vern. We get choke slam off of a balcony or something. He, yeah, so he's going to choke slam Vern off like the roof. <laughs> the visual of this is funny. Um but you know what? Maybe before nine one one gets a hold of him, maybe Vern does like a takedown. You yeah. Know, uh... From from everything I know, and I don't know a whole lot, nine one one was just a big dude who wasn't very good in the ring. Right. Who outside of just choke slamming people didn't have anything. So the fact that Vern is a legitimate old school stretcher, I think he could definitely figure out how to get this guy off his feet, tie him in a pretzel. He's going to have him picking his own nose and his head up his butt. <laughs> and, and, and I got to give it, I got to give it to Vern. And so, again, so that sets up Vern versus Bruno. That's a main event anywhere in the country right there. Right, right, right there. Yeah. So that's, so, so I like, so I like that. And, and I do next, next time around, I want Ole and Dick Murdoch. And I want Sergeant Slaughter and Tim Storm. And believe it or not, if it wasn't Vern, I might make a good argument for Tim Storm. I think Tim is very underrated because he he was, you know, NWA bottom of the barrel when it was right. as down as it could possibly be. He was the guy there. But I've watched his stuff with Nick Aldis. I've watched other stuff that he's done. And, 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 I, and I think he is, is, is good. I think he's a good old-fashioned style power wrestler. Tim Storm had existed like in Jim Crockett in the 80s, oh, he would have been, you know, on a Magnum TA, I think, type level. I think they would have pushed him as a really big cowboy type baby face. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah, I think, yeah, he, I like him as, as well. I, you know, it, it just, he got, I guess he never was able to kind of fit into one era as well as we would have liked him to. Yeah, he didn't fit into the current era and he never really caught on anywhere aside from being the NWA champion. And, you know, I think he got that because he was there. Right. You know, that was really at the bottom. But, the, but the, I I love everything he did. Him and Nick Aldis had some, I think, really underrated matches in the past several years. But but anyway, I look forward to, to him and, and Slaughter next time around. So we've already – I like the fact that we always continue to kind of build as we do this, that, that we figure out, okay, what's the next level of things. So I have my windows closed out so it wouldn't slow down, wouldn't lag my uh, feed here. So if you want to do a dark match, feel free to pull something out. out. But um, All right, well. Um, I don't have anything. I have picked, uh, picked a match here. It would be the Million Dollar Corporation version of Nikolai Volkov. Okay. So the Nikolai Volkov that wore that goofy million dollar man outfit with the scent signs on it, and that's right. and Nikolai was like 107 at that point, right? Against mm -hmm. the rookie heel version of Kurt Angle, <laughs> rookie heel version of Kurt Angle every day, all day, twice on Sunday. Yeah, Nikolai Volkov at that point was ready to retire, like he was done. <laughs> yeah, he was past ready to retire. I think they were just being nice and giving him a check because he, you know, had been there for so long and was such a loyal guy. And that's one thing you say what you want about Vince. He was always very loyal to the stalwarts and people who were loyal to his dad and, and things like that. There were people who, like Lord Alfred Hayes had a job way past the point he should have had a job. So, you know, I think he was loyal to people. But yeah, I mean that that's a good dark. That's like an opener dark match. That's something just to 
he says it's rookie Kurt just to give Kurt something to do so we could take a look at him, you know? I'd, I'd love a, to see a, his promo on uh, aged Nikolai Volkov in a million Yeah, set sign. And the toupee. Wasn't he wearing the toupee at this point, too? Oh, yeah, he might have been. You're right. I forgot about I that. Yeah. I think he's wearing a toupee and, and the set sign suit. Yeah, that would be <laughs> fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, that's just good for the promo work. Um, but, yeah, this, is, I think, would be a match where if we wanted to take a look at Kurt, this is what we would do. Put him against a veteran and just let him kick his butt for five minutes and see what he looks like. Yeah, I agree. Um, and although I don't know that Nikolai Volkov would be the person you'd want to test out uh, a rookie with, um, but, hey, you never know, right? Uh, yeah. they, yeah. used, well, know. they used Owen Hart on Kurt Angle before he actually debuted. Right. We talked about that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Nikolai's a veteran. I can see, I can see them asking him to do this and, you know, him grumpily coming to the back, you know, saying something to the effect of, you know, like, you know, that kid in his Russian accent, which I'm not going to imitate, like that kid's too quick. He, you know, he's, he's done, he does too much in the ring. He yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't, I don't understand all the, all that thing, all the stuff that he does. That slam. <laughs> That that over the top slam, I don't I don't know. That's too newfangled. I don't get that. But if you think about it, it's, it's, even though it's heel Kurt Angle, it's Olympic hero, all American Kurt Angle versus yeah. the Russian. But that's interesting because you have bad guy um, American dude versus well, he was similar sympathetic because I don't think Nikolai wanted to be in the corporation. But he needed the money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was he was kind of he was in heel territory, but he was people were kind of. I don't know, low key. Because yeah, he had turned face at one point and was tagging with Jim Duggan, right? Um, yeah, after the fall of the Soviet Union. So, right. Well, maybe, uh, maybe it's a good payday for Nikolai. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is our show this week. Our uh, spring stomp switcheroo, and uh, who knows when our next fever dreams will be? Let us know what you think of the matches we assembled if you agree or disagree please let us know and you know specifically about Ole and uh, dick murdoch and tim storm and sergeant slaughter we got to mm-hmm. come up with all military gimmicks for that one it has to be well boot camp match was the first thing i thought of so that's what but, i thought but... of too we've got to think of other military gimmick matches yeah or things that we can military up landmine match Let's have a strap match. Be a bootstrap match. A, yeah, a bootstrap match. Waterboarding match. Uh, something, uh, something on a pole. A, a boot, a boot, on a, combat boot on a pole. Yeah. Uh, Keys to a tank on a pole. I don't major, know. Major, major guns on a pole. That's hey, that that's a match that would sell tickets for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let us know what you think. Uh, check out our other videos. Stupid questions. Random match reviews. Segment surgery. Uh, we are available wherever you can listen to podcasts as well. Um, we thank all of you for checking out our show. Subscribe to our content. And uh, we appreciate you all. For Leonard, my name is Chad. We will see you next week. And Alexa, we'll see you out.